0: It's only only like what we did with MySpace, (laughs) bringing it full circle in terms of the conversation where you're like, what piece of music perfectly sums me up as a person this week?
1: I know, It's Foo Fighters, learn to fly. (laughs) Oh, dear. Rank your eight friends. What if I have ten friends? Rank your eight friends.
0: (laughs) Everybody who's not on the list knows exactly where they rank last.
1: And and then you always dick it around by it being like, Superman. God, <laughs> the devil. Ooh, I'm yeah. edgy.
0: <laughs> I always kept Tom number one. Well, yeah, I mean, he was. He, was he set the friend. he set the goddamn thing up. He was my first friend on there.
1: The only thing I've seen of Tom since since MySpace went away is like um, somebody calling him out on Twitter and being like he like tweeted something about politics and somebody's like, why should I listen to you? You could like MySpace is so nineties or like so late noughties or whatever. You lose it. And he was like, I sold it to um, what was it. Murdoch Media Group for $200 million in 2003 so, <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> nice. I, I literally had a chance to become as annoying as all the other people who own these media things and I chose to cash out
1: and walk away walk
0: away and just live a happy life with $200 million in the bank and so many friends <laughs> Hey up, I'm Joe Heathcote and this is Consistently Eccentric, a podcast where I will attempt to teach a friend of mine a lesson from British history, focusing specifically on the lesser known and less believable people and events that the history books tend to leave out. So let's get started with... Hey, we're getting distracted. Sorry, I really really can't do this
1: all night, I'm sorry.
0: Yes, you can. You (laughs) can and will. I I
1: could, but my wife would get very upset with me. Yeah,
0: let's do it. The cat's in position, showing her purr Right. So this story begins in the late Middle Ages, and we're talking the very, the very last knock-ins of the late Middle Ages here. 1599. You'll see. So, your your three words. Mm -hmm. Massacre.
1: Great, great first word.
0: Siblings. (laughs) Even better. Treason.
1: I think I'm going to enjoy this one.
0: Hopefully. You do like the nobility, we know that. Oh
1: yeah, they're my favourite, I so, love them so much.
0: Richard of York gave battle in vain. Mm. Not just a good mnemonic for remembering the rainbow, it's a fact. He died in a battle at Wakefield on December the 30th, 1460, alongside his son, Edmund of Rutland.
1: <laughs> they got around a bit, did the uh, Yorkists, didn't they? Because he ended up buried in Leicester.
0: No, this is not Richard... This is not Dicky Three. Richard of York wasn't. Oh, a king. Th-
1: this is the one that establishes um, yeah, the Tudors, right? Richard sorry,
0: definitely wanted to be a king though, and it was really an odd choice for him to have engaged in the battle in the first place because the current king, Henry the Sixth, was actually mm. imprisoned in the Tower of London at the time, and had already disinherited his own son to make Richard the Prince of Wales. So all Richard had to do was waiting an appropriate length of time for the king to accidentally on purpose die in the Tower of London and he would have been king anyway.
1: As many, many, many people will want to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Richard, he'd managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and ended up with his head on a pike somewhere just near Wakefield. Although, to be fair to the Lancastrians, they were magnanimous in victory and they did put a little paper crown on his head. So that he Uh could... Posthumously experience being king, which is nice.
1: I don't think that was nice. I I think that was them taking the piss. I I can't imagine, like, think how unsubtle the English sense of humour is now, and then wind that back 700 years. (laughs) Like, you're talking about people who would drop a brick on a puppy and then chortle.
0: Well, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, especially. Yeah. Well. For what happens we- next, I think they, they get a comeuppance, let's put it that way. <laughs> so back in London, his three surviving sons, Edward, George, and Richard, mm. the younger Richard, heard of their father's death.
1: Little Richard, would you say? Little,
0: Rich- <laughs> Little Richard heard of his father's death. He- and he took a hard left turn into <laughs> rock.
1: And would turn up 500 years later in the Delta region. <laughs>
0: No, so, three brothers, here are their father's yeah. death, and Edward, being the oldest, shrugged his shoulders and decided that the three of them should march to Taunton.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: have you heard of Taunton?
1: No, I ah. have not heard of Taunton.
0: Okay, well, it was the place where his army, supported by the very influential Earl of Warwick, promptly slaughtered at least 10,000 Lancastrian soldiers, although some estimates are as high as 20,000, and considering. The entire population of the country was less than 2 million at the time. This means it's very possible that over 1% of the population of England might have died been in one killed go. Killed <laughs> a single snowy day in Yorkshire. Because it is, and forever will be, grim up north. <laughs> so essentially, the fight took place, and the Lancastrians ended up retreating, and their retreat was down a very steep, boggy hill. Towards a plane, a floodplain, no, see, see, see,
1: look, the water. This is—we're already like this. Must be false because everybody knows that all journeys in Yorkshire are uphill both ways. So there's no chance that that's real. Is it? Well, the Lancastrians <laughs> managed to find the one,
0: the one downhill bit, and promptly got themselves basically stuck.
1: Stuck in a bog on a snowy stuck, day.
0: Stuck in a bog on a snowy day with no further to retreat.
1: And and the and enemy already knows. Yeah, the yeah. enemy already knows they're not up for it because they're running away. And to who make was sure?
0: commanding that army? Presumably I, I not
1: Henry the Seventh because he did end up.
0: No, not Henry the Seventh.
1: Don's I, the big chair.
0: <laughs> You're giving away the ending. Damn it! <laughs> no, uh, I don't know yes. who the leader was, but whoever the leader was, he definitely died because in order to get the kill count super high. Hmm. and to make sure that everybody knew that they were very annoyed at what had happened to their dad. Edward had any Lancastrian knights who surrendered killed on the battlefield rather Ooh. than ransoming them, as was usual practice.
1: Yeah, but there's a reason that that's usual practice and I assume that one will come round to bite him
0: in the arse. Well, what he wanted to do was send a message and it was clear, his message was, this Kill war me or- ends yeah. today.
1: I mean, that's one version of the message that... Excuse me, the version that the people who continue to fight the war might have received would be kill or be killed. (laughs) So let's see how this one works out for us. We'll see how it plays. To to paraphrase the meme, it's a bold move, Joe. Let's see how it works out for him.
0: Well, at first, very well. Three united, young, go getting brothers and a seasoned campaigner in the Earl of Warwick to advise them to act as a mentor figure Mm. in place of the sadly deceased father. Uh, and he was great at putting down any further Lancastrian resistance on behalf of the new king, uh, Edward. Uh, and it seemed like England could finally begin to trust its leaders again. They were showing yeah. strong, forward leadership.
1: Just hold on one sec. The, the Earl of Warwick continually pops up across history as an influential power broker, and it just goddamn shows us again exactly how important it is in England to be born uh, at the proper rank.
0: I, sh- I <laughs> should point out that this particular version of the Earl, Earl of Warwick hmm. was also known by the title The Kingmaker.
1: Yeah, but there's been many Kingmakers. I mean, the Duke of Lancaster was was a previous Kingmaker. Um,
0: yeah, but how many did he actually make, Matt? No. Hmm. Uh, we're going to see. This, this guy walks the walk.
1: Yeah, fair, fair enough, but, like, that's just the one guy. I can't imagine that all the Earls of Warwick who all enjoyed power broker positions for, like... Maybe, on average, one-fifth of them were, were very good at it. The rest of them were just born into it and got given chances nobody else did. It's, it's the story of England, mate. I swear to God, our unofficial motto should be looking for a tastier boot to lick.
0: I'll tell you what, this this entire lockdown situation has really hit you hard. <laughs> Your pessimism has hit super levels.
1: I mean, I joined the Communist Party, but I think they're just dickheads. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where to go. <laughs>
0: But anyway, the Earl of Warwick. Yes, sorry. So, you know, he's put down all further little pockets. Because to be honest, when you've killed 1% of the country... <laughs>
1: the fight goes out with you, sort of yeah, the opposing it, other
0: people are thinking, this, they're, they're real super serious about this. <laughs> um, and the former King Henry VI, you know, he wasn't exactly anyone's first choice. He'd been mm. prone to bouts of madness, which he got from his, you know, French aristocracy... Kind of yeah, heritage. was wasn't
1: he like the one of the most one of the more inbred of the English kings? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he definitely got the madness, yes. Uh he uh spent his reign basically methodically losing control of almost all English territory in mainland Europe.
1: Oh, yeah, cuz we had like Anjou and Calais and yeah, like we, half of northern France and some of Belgium m- and stuff.
0: Didn't we had a massive proportion of France and he was actually supposed to take both thrones. He was um, you know, related to the- yeah, French royalty as well. So,
1: wow, so was, was he at, at any point the Dauphin yeah
0: he was supposed to be king of France uh, the idea being that if the two families got together and had a kid that everyone could get behind then the Hundred Years War would end mm-hmm. and we'd have this joined crown which would yeah, be the powerhouse of Europe unfortunately he was a simpleton and he was a <laughs> lunatic and while the French immediately rejected the simpleton lunatic the English went no no no
1: He's our guy. That's our
0: guy. We're sticking with him. Uh,
1: shades, shades of Brexit. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> so he was basically responsible for the fact that the second half of the Hundred Years' War was basically a massive French comeback.
1: Was, so was he the guy who was on the throne during the whole Jeanne d'Arc debacle?
0: I don't know. Actually, probably.
1: No, he, I don't know. Wasn't it was Jeanne d'Arc like in the twelve hundreds? I'm going to have to look this one that up was, because that That was, that that was one the start of me.
0: the turn in the Hundred Years' War. Definitely. But he's. It
1: says during the Lancastrian Free, during the Lancastrian phase of the Hundred Years' War. Yeah, that
0: would be uh, Henry. 1412 to
1: 1431 was her lifespan.
0: 1412, to, yeah, so that would be taking us just to the. that Yeah, so basically he was there when he he got beat by a small French peasant girl. Who was very
1: probably also insane. Yeah, two insane people going against each other.
0: Well, she definitely had epilepsy. Let's put it that way.
1: I mean, it sounds like it.
0: (laughs) Although I heard a brilliant story where basically they said to her, if you will basically renounce what you did Hmm. and you will stop wearing men's clothes, we won't burn you. And she agreed to it. And Hmm. then was seen walking around the prison grounds in pants again. And that was the reason that they decided to burn her. Because she'd super promised that she wouldn't wear pants. And then she wore pants. That was the thing that tipped them over the edge. Which is... You just feel for the... You know, because I couldn't imagine having to go back to skirts after you've worn a pant.
1: I don't know. I just... I feel like they were looking for reasons. Like, you know, Probably. <laughs> who
0: cares? It's a pair
1: of pants. Like, as as if there weren't thousands and thousands of peasant women up and down the land, pulling on some form of trouser to do some form of horrible agricultural work. You know, it's it's just like come up on until guys. she
0: declared herself, you know, leader of the French army, uh, ordained by God, she was one of those peasant girls just. Mm pulling on a pair of pants
1: i mean it's more amazing that she got away with that for so long let's be honest like the, the the knights especially must have been really really cheesed off when you
0: march at the front of an army and refuse to bear arms and you're literally just carrying a flag and you don't get killed you know it, at a certain it point people will like, believe
1: yeah. that god is on your side
0: yeah so, anyway, back... <laughs> what
1: can we do, Jacques? God is clearly on our side. <laughs> Those <laughs> English, they don't mess around when it comes to the arrows, yeah?
0: <laughs> uh, th- this was the point at which, also, the longbow, which mm. was our secret weapon, was starting to get replaced by the fact that the French had a lot of artillery.
1: Oh, cannon. Yeah, of yeah. course, cannon are coming. Well, on there, yeah.
0: You will never defeat our longbow. I would like to introduce you to this. <laughs> Oh, no. that tube?
1: Maybe maybe stick your head in it and see what happens, yeah?
0: (laughs) You need to really get in there. Just have a good look. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. There's a big surprise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just let me light this. Oh, it's a candle. Is it my birthday? (laughs) (laughs) We. All still. (laughs) So, back to our new king. Yeah. We're jumping 30 years into the future. Edward IV. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At first he was listening to Warwick. He was a new king, he needed advice. Yeah. And all was going swimmingly. Nice. He even decided that he could trust the Earl of Warwick to be sent as an envoy to broker a peace with Louis the Eleventh, I believe, of France.
1: The guy who'd replaced his dad as king. Or well, the son of the guy probably, given that it was thirty years in the future.
0: Yeah. So we've got Louis the Eleventh. Uh he returned <laughs> the <laughs> it Earl was
1: yeah, sorry. Are we are we now in the the hundred years the phase of the hundred years war where it's like yes, technically we're at war, but everyone's dead and no one's actually fighting.
0: We're at that phase of the hundred year war where we'd lost all of the European territory and we were too busy with the civil war to really pay much attention to the last knock-ins of Shades it. Shades of
1: Brexit. Yeah, so
0: we're just like, do you know, what, it'd be really good if at this point where we're so consumed with infighting, the French didn't suddenly invade again. So he was sent over. As a peace envoy Louis of France Hmm. and he returned to England with great news. Treaty, good to go, oven ready treaty.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. That sounds good. I mean I can't I can't think of a single time when anybody said that an oven ready thing was there and it turned out to be a lie.
0: Well, all all that needed to be done, it was just a formality. Uh Edward had to agree to marry either Anne of France, who was Hmm. Louis's daughter, or Bonner of Savoy. Who was Louis's sister-in-law? So he had a choice of women. It wasn't even like you have to marry right. this one. Uh, Why ha- hadn't he married yet? I-, I believe it would have been a case of he wasn't the eldest son, so he would have been. If you know Richard of York had lived and had taken on the crown, you know the older brother Edmund would have been Prince of Wales and the heir to the throne. So Edward's lot would have been to be married for political advantage. So they were obviously keeping that powder dry for when. So how did he end up? How
1: did how did he end up becoming king? Then did his older brother die at some point without issue?
0: First paragraph of this story, he died with his dad. Oh, sorry,
1: Edmund of Rutland. Sorry, yeah, Edmund of Rutland was number one. It's because he had three more sons. I'm sorry, I got confused. I apologize.
0: It's okay. It gets confusing because they all have the same names and. (laughs) Edmund,
1: Edward, Richard. Repeat.
0: (laughs) Forever, so. If he chose Anne of France, yeah, there would be a tiny gap between the betrothal and the actual wedding, as she was three mm. at the time. But that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, you know, um, I believe Bonner of Savoy, she was she was ready to go, you know.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So and the
1: French king was perfectly happy with either option.
0: Yeah. So which one are you going to choose? I mean, the daughter gives you more legitimacy than a sister-in-law, definitely.
1: But on the other hand, you've got to wait at least, I mean, three medieval
0: standards. Yeah. You've got to wait until she's at years. least... years? Yeah. <laughs> in order to start trying to create an heir, whereas yeah. Bonner of Savoy, yet slightly less of a link, but you could probably get an heir, hopefully. Immediately. Yeah, quite yeah. quite quickly. And it was at some point that, you know, the Earl of Warwick was discussing these various pros and cons and trying to trying to help come up with the strategy that Edward had to take him to one side and admit to him that it wasn't really an option anymore because while Warwick had been away negotiating this peace treaty Edward had secretly gotten married to a widow with two children called Elizabeth Elizabeth Woodville
1: oh god really
0: Mm. and not only not only was she a you know I mean relatively speaking a commoner Mm -hmm. but her first husband and the father of her two children had been one of the knights killed during the rout at Taunton. Wow. Yeah, so I'm sure the kids didn't hold a grudge against the new stepdad at all. <sighs> <laughs> mm. uh, here's your new daddy. Didn't didn't he kill old daddy? Yes. Yes, yes he <laughs> That's did. That turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> but now he has power and influence. And there's nothing more sexy than a man with power.
1: I don't know. My, my example, my counter example, is Richard Murdoch.
0: Well, you know, Richard
1: Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> I'm getting confused. All the English king names are just seeping into my brain. <laughs> what, what happened? Everyone's there was, Richard. You
0: mixed Richard Branson and Rupert Murdoch to make the <laughs> the the greasiest of all millionaires. Millioner- oh, <laughs> millionaires, billionaires, Ooh, mate. are the billionaires. On. Yeah, okay. I, I
1: think I think it's fairly clear that they're both billionaires. <laughs>
0: At least that's what they say. They like to exaggerate to, to get the women.
1: Look, he owns an island and an airline and a space <laughs> company and a train company and a everything company and Rupert Murdoch owns Western Democracies. <laughs>
0: yeah, between the two of them. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. Uh, the Earl of Warwick... Mm-hmm. He was
1: very, very, very upset.
0: <laughs> no, he was very understanding. Oh, really? No, he's horrified. Of course
1: oh, he was. I was very surprised, wasn't it? Top bloke. Well,
0: Think about the personal embarrassment he goes oh, to the he's king given
1: of, he's given his guarantee yeah. like like the, that, that's how it would work, I suppose in the days like you mm-hmm. you send a top noble because their word is like their bond kind of thing yeah Ooh. and he's... <laughs> is the Earl of Warwick going to kill a woman he <laughs> said I know he said a b word oh. that would would have been appropriate for the quote but inappropriate for the uh, specific description anyway carry on
0: well he he'd assumed rather naively that he would be able to just continue ruling England by proxy through the young king. Ah. Obviously ignoring the fact that the young king would eventually become an older king King who had ideas. Uh, And it turned out that when Edward started having independent thoughts, they didn't often involve the Earl of Warwick.
1: How shocking.
0: I know. Well, Warwick, he put up with Edward slowly eroding his political influence over time, and this included another set of sham negotiations involving the marriage of his sister Margaret so he sent he sent uh, the Earl of Warwick out again to France again to arrange a marriage contract this time mm. for his sister and again his sister just married who she wanted to mm. while he was negotiating oh dear. I know I mean part of it is isn't it lovely that at this point the royal family were marrying for love
1: yeah, but it's 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 all going to go a bit Game of Thrones. I can tell. Yeah. Like, like I don't want to spoil anything, but for a couple of years back, I was really, really into Game of Thrones when I thought that a the ending would be any good, and b that the books would actually come out. Mm-hmm. So I, I started reading like interviews with George R R Martin and stuff, and like he's very inspired by this period of history specifically. So now I'm feeling like family, kids come to the throne, powerful relatives keep them there. They start marrying for love against the advice of said powerful relatives. It all ends in everybody getting murdered. Anyway, carry on.
0: (laughs) We've not even got to the main character yet. Oh, Jesus. I know. So he bit his tongue for another three years until Edward sacked Warwick's brother from the position of Lord Chancellor. And that... Final straw. Oh, yeah. At that point, he'd had enough... I'm mad as hell. It, uh, I'm not going to take it anymore. He, he wasn't going to take it anymore. He was pissed off. So Warwick decided he, he couldn't, because Edward was actually quite a popular king, mm. he couldn't challenge him directly. What he needed was somebody else to challenge him that he could then rule through that person. So he needed another puppet, essentially. <laughs> uh, and he also, this person needed to be an idiot, and easily sort of manipulated, and they also, but also needed well to have connected, yeah. yeah a very strong claim to the throne. Hmm. So what he really needed was one of Edward's brothers.
1: <laughs> was one of Edward's brothers a pliable idiot?
0: Well, the next oldest, nineteen-year-old <laughs> George Plantagenet. Nice. He'd been gifted with plenty of lands and titles by his older brother, hmm. but it was well known that he was also his mother's favourite, and for that you can read, ridiculously spoiled. Uh, and it also probably helped in terms of picking which one you go for out of uh, George and Richard, what? that his godfather, George's godfather, James Fitzgerald, was literally known as the usurper, <laughs> having gained his position by politically outmanoeuvring his own nephew. <laughs>
1: I I, sh- I should be shocked but nothing shocks me about how the nobility move anymore yeah. like they they are snakes in human skin and they will tread over anyone to get what they
0: want. Yeah. George was popular at court but he constantly made it clear that he felt he deserved even more power and influence than he'd been given by his brother. And so Warwick played on that. Yeah. Well, what he did was he hatched a Machiavellian four-stage plan. Yeah. So, four it,
1: stages is quite good
0: for the oof. Time. He he had he had a long game going on. So first, Warwick suggested that George marry his daughter Isabel Neville. This
1: Warwick's surname was Neville.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, this would put George in line to inherit all of the Earl's lands and titles, which would have been quite a tantalising prospect, as the Earl's wealth was second only to that of the King at the time. So you can imagine with all of the things that George had already been gifted by his brother, Warwick. he would then, by proxy, he may not be king, but he would be the richest person in England.
1: Which and is basically as good as being the king because yeah. when the king needs an army, he's <laughs> yeah. he's going to his baby brother. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, The Earl, of course, knew that King Edward would not allow the ma- the marriage as he was seeking to limit Warwick's influence at court mm. and having Warwick, you know sort of linked into the royal family in that way. Too much. Yeah. So when the inevitable refusal came, the Earl of Warwick moved to phase two. (laughs) And he got to talking to George, spinning this decision as Edward being jealous of his little brother.
1: He doesn't want you to have the power, man. He, he He knows how good you'd be with it.
0: Probably mentioning that he was sore that his own wife had come with, you know, instead of the nice big dowry that you'd expect... Um, Two step kids who hated it. And a, no, a huge extended family who all wanted jobs and money. <laughs> like, honestly, the Woodvilles was just like this massive entity. And Edward.
1: The Griff. I- they're like the Kardashians of medieval.
0: I, I think Edward. He genuinely loved his wife and he was happy to try and assimilate because also these were all lancastrian sort of um Oh so before. he was
1: basically he was basically well ahead of his time he was trying to do something that Henry VII would later do in like yeah. marrying a direct heir of the of well, the lancastrians and... Well these
0: these were big supporters of the lancastrian cause and he he brought them all into the fold Yeah uh, as a way of sort of shoring up that position hmm. uh,
1: so he wasn't an idiot. though he obviously, wasn't an idiot because he'd spotted that he had to start restricting Warwick's yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, but
0: Warwick called him an idiot, and George, George was just thick enough that he went along with that idea that it was just his brother's jealousy <laughs> that was that was the reason that he wouldn't let him marry Isabel.
1: Uh, you know what? Like forever in my head, the Earl of Warwick is going to be like Donald Trump in a suit of armor. <laughs> They're just <laughs> jealous of you. You vote for me, I'll look after you. <laughs>
0: Well, on to step three. So step three is a bit more involved because the Earl orchestrated a rebellion in Yorkshire. (laughs) This rebellion, apparently, and I'm doing quotation fingers, you can't see because you're not with me. Mm -hmm. It was apparently led by a man called Robin of Redsdale or Reedsdale. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, this was a fiction. It was a pseudonym. It was a nom de plume. And it is likely that the real man behind the Robin name was a noble who was loyal to Warwick who would obviously need plausible deniability should anyone yeah, be caught.
1: You couldn't turn up and lead it. Yeah, him this self. was
0: this wasn't this wasn't a, a, a rebellion that came from London and came from the, the court itself. This was a bunch of uppity Yorkshiremen standing up for their rights, which they as you can imagine hill. when you're on the Yorkist side of the argument is quite embarrassing as a yes. king. Yes. Uh the rebellion bumbled along for about a year before it was finally crushed. But the point wasn't to overthrow the king. This right. was all a PR exercise aimed at one man. Because they were trying to convince George that his brother was an unpopular... Right.
1: right. ...an like, unfit ruler. Yeah, yeah. Like, like George was primed to go, but he needed that final push yeah. to actually stand like, against his own Look brother.
0: at this. These are your people. These are the people that you represent, and they h- hate your brother. Yeah. But... Yeah. I heard- do this for the good of the land! Yeah. I've heard they say very nice things about you. We hail... Prince George. We hail you know, Prince George.
1: The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the smart political one who's forging alliances and trying to end the war with France. Hate him, hate him. The simpering mummies, boy. That's what we Yorkshiremen
0: like. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Every time. So, they've got him primed. Step four, having laid all the groundwork, convince George to sail over to Calais with the Earl of what? Warwick. Yep. Oh, right. Because it was still... Calais was the last the last little oh, romp yeah, yeah, that we yeah.
1: owned. We held that for ages, didn't we? It was we did. ridiculous. Because it was a walled city, basically. Mm.
0: Right? So, sailed over to Calais with him and married the daughter anyway, against the king's wishes in July
1: 1469. Ooh. So now the king's forced into a horrible choice.
0: Well, the, the king might not have been, but George was, because it was probably at the reception or the wedding breakfast <laughs> that Warwick suggested... The best thing to do from this point, because the king was going to be annoyed at him anyway, Hmm. was to return to England to usher in (laughs) Révolution! And they were in prime position because... Viva la proletariat! Proletariat defined as this particular group of nobles. (laughs) Yeah. These oppressed nobles, damn them. Uh, But they were in prime position because... Warwick hadn't intended for this, but phase three of the pa- plan, the fake rebellion, had been going mm. so well <laughs> that the king was busy in the north of England trying to control a group of very angry Yorkshiremen, and he was suffering heavy losses.
1: Oh, God. Because so he was quite an adept politician, but maybe not the best soldier. Oh, you,
0: you know how Yorkshiremen get.
1: <laughs> They're right, Mardy. They <laughs> yeah, are right, Mardy. <laughs> when you get them
0: riled up, I mean, it's the strength of ten men. <laughs> It's all the tea. So, when <laughs> Warwick and George returned, they were able to defeat the remaining forces that had been left in the south yeah. and actually had King Edward taken into custody.
1: Oh, Jesus. So
0: they, they won. There's no issues. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. I suppose as long as they can get the court to roll with it.
0: Oh, now what an astute thing to say. <laughs> because... Could they not get the
1: courts to roll with well, it?
0: Well... The problem was the rebellion couldn't stick because in order to get the support of the nobles that they had, Hmm. they had lied. And they'd said it wasn't about getting rid of the king. They loved the king. It was Uh, was, about getting rid of the advisors. And for advisors, you can read the Woodvilles. Everyone around him in the Woodvilles, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So once they'd won it, all of the nobles said, right, that's now let great. the king out
1: of jail. We've got rid yeah. of the Woodvilles. that's us crack he's on. He's
0: agreed to get rid of the Woodvilles, yeah. and I, th- I believe quite a few of them were executed.
1: <laughs> Which must have made relations with his wife very easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, poor bugger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that his, you know, sons-in-law actually escaped, but I'm a few uncles definitely got executed. So, mm, yeah. Do you know when? Do you know when Daddy promised not to kill any more of your family? Mm-hmm. Yet. Yeah, Sometimes parents have to do hard choices that you won't understand as Until children. You're king. <laughs> <laughs> We're fourteen now. Shh, shh, shh my babies.
1: <laughs> We're fourteen now. It's like, well you've lived <laughs> half your life. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe I shouldn't speak down to you anymore. Yeah. So basically they they'd managed to get the king into custody, but everyone except for them
1: was expecting him to be released from custody. As soon
0: as he agreed to a few terms. Right. So they were forced to release the king.
1: (laughs) Because they didn't quite have the man party against all the nobles of England as well. They
0: they then decided that what they'd do is they'd show their hand and try another rebellion where they were being a bit more honest about their intent... And they didn't get the same amount of supporters for Rebellion One.
1: Yeah, you know that part where you said that Warwick like walked the walk. He's, he ain't walking that walk. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's doing his best. Like I'll give him. I'll give, he's he's having the old country try. But uh... <laughs>
0: he he's the king maker. He is the king maker, and he will. Don't you worry.
1: He's made a king.
0: He's made Acking, <laughs> king. Yeah. Then he's technically a kingmaker. This is all. But this is all fine. This yeah, is just yeah. bumps along the road. So. When He's still seven, the richest man in England well, after the kings. not anymore because he oh. actually had to flee again to um, the continent. Because, <laughs> you know, you do one rebellion and you, you couch it around, we thought you were getting bad advice and we wanted to save you. Hmm. King might be able to forgive. You do a second rebellion where you're a bit more overt about, now we want to get rid of you.
1: And pop your brother on the big chair.
0: Yeah, then you have to run away. And they hmm. ran away. But, of course, they weren't allowed to Calais anymore. Hmm. So, they had to go to mainland Europe. And they were welcomed by King Louis XI, who'd forgiven Warwick for the whole snafu about the marriage proposals. Um,
1: Presumably because Warwick was now free to be laid with that bugger hmm. Edward.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, King Louis, he decided that, actually, the first rebellion succeeding, maybe he could you know, take advantage of the situation. So he broke an agreement between Warwick uh-huh. and Margaret, who was Henry yeah. VI's wife, that their son, Henry and Margaret's son, would right. marry Warwick's daughter. Okay. If Henry VI was restored to the throne, Warwick would then be the father-in-law to the next king.
1: Well, it'd be... Gotcha. Yeah,
0: you know, it'd be great.
1: Yeah. And all, he, all and he's got to do is... his
0: grandchildren would be you know, authentically King of England. So he he would get that that he was working for.
1: Slight snafu. All he has to do is get the public and rest of the nobility that that survived the successful French invasion of England to be well happy with a French invasion of England in the middle of the Hundred Years' War.
0: Well you'd be surprised but the Northern Uprising because once you let those Yorkshiremen out of the box it's not that easy to put them back in it was still going <laughs> and with enemies closing in from the north and suddenly Sorry, this...
1: Just got this picture of like the Yorkshiremen sat around being like why are we rebelling I don't know anymore I just, I just can't stop man it feels so good <laughs> I stab things with pitchforks it's what I was born to do
0: why are you rebelling because rebellion
1: <laughs> it's in my blood
0: <laughs> it's it's like when people get into a new activity, and for a while it becomes their personality. You know, like, I'm, I'm really into cycling now. I'm a cyclist. It's what I do. You're like, are you Keith, sure you were with me in the pub last week? What the hell? <laughs> no, no. I'm all about clean living. Mm, I'm fairly getting sure
1: you're about pies, mate.
0: <laughs> but for that one week, you are not going to divert him from those, those miles. So yeah, he returned with a French sort of sponsored army in the south, and mm-hmm. King Edward caught between a rock and a hard place, he was forced to flee to Flanders and abdicate.
1: Oh, poor bugger. Did he take his wife with him?
0: Uh, Yeah. The family fled to Flanders. As per the agreement that had been thrashed out, Mm -hmm. Henry VI was released from the Tower of London.
1: Mm -hmm. Popped on the big chair.
0: Well, he'd been there for nearly a decade, and his nine years of isolation
1: had driven him nuts
0: well he was already nuts but they'd ensured that he was extra super insane by this point uh though
1: you didn't mention any of the time scales on this i, I assume that this had been taking place over like like the whole thing had been over the course of like two maybe three years. no this
0: this was a slow play to get to this point was a decade from when um henry was first put in the tower wow, you
1: know what what warwick warwick uh, warwick Nothing's changed. Because what I imagined was the hold-up was Warwick dealing with French bureaucracy. Yes, of course, you can see the king, you're a very important man, but we have to fill in into forms. <laughs> and of course, it is Sunday now, so no work is done today. And next week, it is a holiday, so we take the whole week off. <laughs> and then a week after that, it is Easter in three weeks, so we take the three weeks off, of course. <laughs> I'm dealing with the French bureaucracy right now, and they are not covering themselves in glory. It's winding me up so much. Do you want
0: me to cheer you up?
1: Go on, carry on. Sorry, anyway. Do you, to, do you
0: want me to tell you what Henry VI was up to during his decade in the Tower of London?
1: Was he constructing um, a miniature zoo out of his toenail clippings and poop?
0: He was writing poetry.
1: Oh, it's, it's all looped back around to that stupid legal case we did.
0: Would, would you like to hear some of the poetry written by a king of England
1: In who was mad in a tower? Yes. Do it. Do it.
0: <clears throat> Kingdoms are but cares. State is devoid of stay. Riches are ready snares, and hasten to decay. Pleasure is a privy prick, which vice doth still provoke. Pomps imprompt, and fame aflame, powder a smouldering smoke. Who meaneth to remove the rock, oust the slimy mud, shall mire himself and hardly scape the swelling of the flood. So, you know, he, he kept himself busy.
1: Well, I mean it's not the worst poetry I've ever heard. At least it was, like, you know, thematically consistent and legible Mm. and not, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you can tell what he was thinking about. He was trying to convince himself that he was better off not being king.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so at this point, we've got Mm -hmm. King Henry, gloriously insane, back on the throne. Mm -hmm. We know that his son and Warwick's daughter are going to marry and then... Mm -hmm he will take on the throne and mm. the progeny will then form a new line of succession. And it was probably about this time that George Plantagenet
1: <laughs>
0: finally realised that the new plan, the adjusted plan, didn't really need him at all. <laughs> in fact, all the political machinations he'd been involved in now left him further in line from the throne than he had been at the start. Nice. Nice. Warwick was essentially ruling in place of Henry, who probably, let's be fair, developed a crippling case of agoraphobia and spent most of his time hiding in cupboards.
1: (laughs) Don't open that cupboard. Don't open that cupboard, Jeanette. Why? The king's in there. What? (laughs) Open it, see? Boo.
0: (laughs) Well, Warwick, he decided his power was absolute. So he... As madmen are one yeah, to do. He, he looked at what he was going to be leaving to his you know his kids, his grandkids, and he decided that actually the, Calais, the, yeah, in terms wasn't of... Wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, so he had the king declare war on Burgundy.
1: Oh, was it still in the separate kingdom stage of France, that was it? Yeah, and this no, was a no.
0: mistake because Burgundy was just, you know, it just so happened to be where King Edward was staying. And the threat of invasion convinced the ruler of Burgundy are back,
1: putting Edward back on the throne. Oh,
0: well, do you want to, do you want to know who he was? I think Go you on. do. Charles, on, do. The bold.
1: Oh, Charles the Bald. Ah, Charles the Bald. What a su-
0: legendary name. To support Edward to return <laughs> to England at the head of an army. You've got to be
1: really super bald for the Bald to become your accepted name through history. Hey, I'm sure there's been a lot of bald people.
0: I think like- it's just owning it.
1: He, he was like he, You gotta own that shit. I don't know. Yes like, so I am. In my head in my head he's like Michael Fabricant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's covering it up and everyone just No.
1: Yeah, they're all playing along because he's like hilarious and, and they've all made a deal with each other and like they're all like when he dies, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> okay. gonna write bald on it. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna put Charles the Bald on his obituary. <laughs> and we're gonna hope that enters history. I've primed a few monks, let's see how it goes. <laughs> I was like, well, brilliant. He's such a cock end. Look at that shit wig.
0: Basically, if Warwick hadn't decided that he needed to invade Burgundy, there mm-hmm. was no way Edward was going to get back on the throne. There was no way. But <laughs> when he threatens to invade a country, that country are going to preemptively strike. <laughs> uh, so the French reinforcements were promised to Warwick. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, you've made a bit of a boob. Don't worry.
1: We could dig you w- out. We'll
0: dig you out of that. But as so often happens in British history, the entire course of events was changed by the weather because the channel, bit choppy. So the French reinforcements couldn't sail across mm-hmm. and Warwick was forced to make do with his limited forces. <laughs> These became even more limited when George, simple, simple George, finally realised that he had been used and decided to switch allegiances back to his brother, Edward.
1: <laughs> it's like bloody merry-go-round or something. No, uh, what's that game kids play? Musical chairs mm. with the throne, isn't it? It's just <laughs> three brothers going, oh, you're insane. Oh, now I'm back.
0: <laughs> well, I think George, you know, he was like, well, even why would I fight on a side where if this side wins, I am further away from power.
1: Which is of like, which I've been very clear
0: about wanting. Yeah, all I want is the power. Thank you. I don't want anything else. Give me the power. So even my brothers. in his stupid dull head, he finally worked out that actually, was using him yeah, it was a zero sum game for him. Hmm. He was better to help his brother in his brother's hour of need and then hope for forgiveness than he was to stick with Warwick, because you know, looking at Warwick, as soon as he gets rid of Edward once and for all on the field of battle, it'll be... And now, do (laughs) I really want his younger brother hanging around when I've got this whole new plan of succession, or do I want him to unfortunately die? Yeah, I want him to die, actually, because that really clears that up. So, on April 14th, 1471, the two armies met in heavy fog. Again, the weather big part in british history (laughs) this resulted in warwick's forces accidentally attacking themselves
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) no it gets better warwick saw he was going to lose the day and tried to flee on a horse
1: he saw he was going to lose like no (laughs) he saw he was going to lose the day fighting against his own arm. God! you know what this is? This is Top Gear doing one of those specials. <laughs> Top Gear, this week on Top Gear, we're going to fight a battle against ourselves.
0: Well, No, I think what happened was he realized what was going on, tried to organize his troops, but they were too busy with the battle
1: i 'm stabbing now sir i can't just can 't stop stabbing <laughs> Once this machine sets off it 's going
0: and just in a break in the fog, he could see the very ordered Yorkist army marching marching,
1: towards marching
0: him. slowly to <laughs> like, oh shit,
1: so he tried to ride <laughs> off
0: on a horse, but it was foggy, like we say, he oh was God. riding very fast. So he fell off, and I know oh. it's it's not written anywhere, but I'm going to claim because mm-hmm. it makes the best story that he did that thing where you ride directly into a branch <laughs> at chest height, and the horse carries on, and you stop.
1: You just dangled like a sack of poop.
0: <laughs> well, either way, he fell off his horse and was killed.
1: Well, at least he probably didn't suffer horse oh, horse I mean. fall. No, horse falling fatalities are usually quite quick.
0: What, what do you mean at least he didn't suffer? He caused a lot of unnecessary death to the Earl of Warwick with all these fake rebellions for the PR yeah, value. Yeah, fair,
1: fair point.
0: Yeah. So, Henry the 6th he'd never been into this anyway. He was now, uh, an, you know, an aesthetic hermit king. poet. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was returned to the Tower. To Are Pizzle. you
1: enjoying being king, your, your Highness? I'm more into farces now. Uh,
0: it was said that when he was marched through the streets, you know, paraded as... Yeah, yeah. ...that... He was visibly pan-angle. upset and scared of what All was going on. All these people,
1: on. they're so <laughs> grotesque. Somebody get them a tailor.
0: <laughs> no, he hadn't seen a person in nine years. It was a sensory overload. So he was incredibly relieved to be returned to his nice little cell in the tower.
1: Oh, thank you, brother.
0: <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even tell him that his son and heir had died in battle, thus extinguishing his line, as far as they were concerned.
1: Did, did he... He uh, probably didn't have any concept of what that
0: meant. Yeah, anyways. so either way, the in, the excitement of being let out had been too much for Henry, and he died three weeks later. Hmm. Almost definitely murdered. I mean, <laughs> let's let's face it.
1: He's just a useless loose end hanging around well, that might be used as a centre of rebellion.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he's basically now just... He's like a, a trophy person. You just cart him out Yeah. He's an appendix king. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a vestigial king. <laughs> so I, I understand why he was killed. And also i go further to say that Edward having him killed was mm. a mercy. Because, because this guy, this guy was, was nuts and living yeah, in a cell. Yeah. And he was only going to be used by other people. He was a vulnerable adult. And without having the concept of a care home, <laughs> probably death was the best thing for him.
1: I mean, well, that's a big statement for someone in your life. of work to be me. <laughs> wow. I'm,
0: t- I'm talking about back then. I'm talking about the Middle Ages, the late Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah probably best.
1: You are talking about a time where it's like, well, I've lost a finger, Death preferable.
0: Mercy kill, bang. <laughs> Amazingly, after all of this, Edward rewarded his little brother, George.
1: <laughs> because he changed sides at the yeah, right time. for
0: helping to defeat a rebellion. He'd technically been involved in starting... Oh, and he made God. him the Great Chamberlain of England.
1: Great Chamberlain, not yeah. Lord Chamberlain. And
0: he also allowed him to inherit the title of his late scheming father-in-law. So George Plantagenet became, the Earl, became the Earl of Warwick. <laughs> so Ed, Edward's back on the throne with two sons. Got and his lawyer. brother was now oh, rich wait, and content. Which
1: Edward's actually had son, like, yeah, Edward's sons of his body now.
0: Two sons. Nice. His brother, because he did inherit all of Warwick's stuff, is now super rich and content. Yeah. So everything eventually has worked out well for the York boys, yeah?
1: They just have to go through like a decade of nonsense first.
0: And it stayed peachy for about five years. Then George's wife, Isabella, mm. sadly died in childbirth in 1676.
1: 1676?
0: Uh, sorry. 1476. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also was amazing Plantagen- that it was amazing that she was still fertile. But
1: also the Plantagenets developed time travel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I skipped over that bit because we all know <laughs> we, the uh, famous
1: time wars against the tyrants of 2733 were yet to begin, but they would.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in 1476, it was obviously quite a common occurrence mm. to die in childbirth.
1: Yeah.
0: George, however, for some reason. Suspected foul play, and he had one of her what? ladies-in-waiting convicted of murder in a kangaroo court.
1: Right, so he's, he's back to being dim yeah. again then.
0: Of course, the reason they called it a kangaroo court was far more mysterious back then than it is today.
1: <laughs> What's a kangaroo, mate? No idea. <laughs> no
0: idea, but it's what we call these things. These
1: York people are crazy <laughs> just doing this.
0: It's believed now that it was a sign of George losing his grip on his sanity.
1: Running or the family, huh?
0: Possibly dementia.
1: Hmm
0: as he determined to live out his younger life again. So firstly, he asked for permission to marry a woman. Mary, Duchess of Burgundy. And Edward, as he had before, refused the match. Mm -hmm. This time, though, it was probably based mainly on his brother's crazy eyes.
1: (laughs) There is no Mary of Burgundy. (laughs) What are you talking about? Go away. That's
0: that's a sheep. In retaliation, (laughs) George asked an astronomer named John Stacey to use black arts to kill his brother, the king.
1: I mean, that's not reliving his younger life, because if he was going to relive his younger life, he'd ferment a rebellion in the north. Well, and this was his version. French.
0: He didn't right. have a scheming Machiavellian sort of, you know, person to help him. So, yeah. Previous with, Earl of Warwick had never rubbed yeah, off on him. Without having the Earl of Warwick there to actually plan the rebellion, he came up with the closest facsimile, which was asking an astronomer to use I, necromancy to kill the wizard. king. <laughs> yeah. John and another man were hung for treason at Tyburn, which was supposed to be a clear warning to George that Edward was not messing around anymore.
1: I I, I am on top of this. You are one step away. Calm down.
0: (laughs) If you even think, think a treasonous thought, things will go hard for you, George. I have done everything I can to be patient with you. Hmm. But this is getting too far. George ignored this. And he had a friend interrupt Parliament to tell the MPs how the two astronomers had claimed their innocence and that his brother the King was thus unjust in killing them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this was a very badly thought out attempt to make the King look like a cruel despot, which he, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And Edward... Very, Edward, very clearly. <laughs> he'd, he'd reached the end of his tether, he'd had yeah. enough, and he finally had George arrested and put in the Tower of London. I like to think in the recently vacated cell uh, of Henry VI
1: <laughs> comes to come stay in the family bedroom
0: <laughs> and to be fair to edward and going back to your game game of thrones yeah you know the guy who passes the sentence should swing the sword and edward conducted the prosecution himself and unsurprisingly his brother was found guilty of unnatural and loathsome treasons which as we all know are worse than regular treasons Unnatural. Yeah. What's
1: unnatural about you know? I think having wanted to kill your brother, having a wizard do it is where the unnatural <laughs> oh, <right>. comes from. <laughs> I suppose when everyone believes in it, yeah. <laughs> Look at it from a modern eye; he's like, no, he's just nuts. But I suppose, yeah, fair enough.
0: So George Plantagenet, Earl of Warwick, was sentenced mm. to execution. Though
1: oh, by his own brother,
0: in deference to his rank as a prince of the realm, mm. he was allowed to choose the manner of his own death.
1: Kind of had that many options at that time well really,
0: you'd yeah. think but because he couldn't help but humiliate himself and mm-hmm. make himself into a laughing stock george plantagenet chose to be his...
1: drowned in a barrel of wine yes <laughs> no he didn't no oh my god
0: that <laughs> no. is the story he chose to be drowned in a butt of Malmesbury wine
1: no he didn't no he didn't he did oh my god i swear i did not know that fact Malmesbury, like, that was...
0: of course being the place where i lived when i lived down south you
1: did live in Malmesbury.
0: yes so there you go.
1: Seat of kings. This also was... butt of kings. <laughs> this no, was... I, I swear I didn't know that. Or if I did, it's buried so deep that I don't remember knowing it. That's, that's amazing. I'm so pleased with now, myself. I, I do have
0: to put a, a little caveat on that, that this may not be true. Right. But the fact that I can believe it pretty much sums up George's incompetence. You know, I, I can totally believe that he thought that would be a good idea.
1: <laughs> he sounds like the kind of guy. Oh, good down in history, this is going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> and that was the end of George Plantagenet. But luckily for Edward, mm-hmm. he still had one brother left, Richard, who'd been loyal throughout this entire episode and would never do anything to hurt members of his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he did have... I, two nephews, two princes even oh, God, uh, I don't know where this is going <laughs> and Richard obviously after Edward died would, would be put in charge of those two princes just until they reached age
1: yeah of course because you're totally going to let them inherit you've, you've had the taste
0: you've Yeah, the- <laughs> and, and the one thing we can be very sure of is that Richard didn't do anything in his life to hurt those two children on a completely separate note though George Plantagenet's only son would also die at the tower 21 years later. Though, rather boringly, he just had his head chopped off. Dull. Which, which after your dad, you know, I feel Drowning like you've just not line. put the effort into, you know, the, the planning of that. <laughs> and that is the story of George Plantagenet, the only one... Of Richard of York's remaining sons who didn't become king, and thank, oh, yeah. thank the good Lord that he didn't manage it.
1: I don't know. I feel like he probably could have done a better job than insane puppet man. You know, let's let's give him his due. He was he was a dim bulb who was easily led, but he wasn't an insane puppet.
0: Uh, no, no, he wasn't, but. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very low bar if you're saying, well, he would have been a better king than Henry VI. You know, universally <laughs> recognised as one of the worst kings England has ever had. Yeah. yeah. He was born, basically, is if you are even remotely competent, you will rule France and England and join them into one super country that will be the powerhouse of Europe Christ,
1: forevermore. Christ, imagine that all the time. We'd still be living in the colonial era. Yeah. I, like, I mean because G- there would there would have been no Germany it would have been conquered like, like everywhere else We I mean, you can't say that I mean obviously Empires Rise and Fall but assuming well, you that... need
0: to write that alternative history um, fan fiction
1: no I, 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 I despise that kind of thing to be honest